Welcome to Small Business Sisters, where two sisters who started their own separate businesses come together to share all things business growth and personal growth. Every week, they will share practical business tips that they have learned along their journey and share their individual perspectives. So grab a drink and join the sisterhood as we discuss all things womanhood, motherhood, and small business. On today's episode, we have Sarah from Magdalene Design Company, and she is a Squarespace web designer. And today she gives us 10 things to have on our homepage, which is so informational. Y'all are going to love it. She gives you tips on other parts of your website, and she even has templates for sale and a done-for-you website in a weekend. Most of us who are creative don't love the back-end side of things, so you are going to love today's podcast because she gives you practical tips to implement in your website. If you'd like to follow Sarah or would like to contact her to work with her, you can find her on Instagram at Magdalene Design Company, which is at M-A-G-D-A-L-E-N-E Design Co. We will also put that in our show notes just so you have it. Enjoy this episode with Sarah. It was a great and definitely informational episode. You are def- you're going to want a piece of paper and pen or your notes app handy to write down everything that she says. Enjoy the episode. Hi, everybody. We're so excited today to have a special guest, Sarah. And Sarah, we met on Instagram. So it's been so fun on Small Business Sisters, Christina and I, to get to know a lot of all other small business owners. I mean, that's truly like our heart for starting this, to just know you're not alone. So it, we love when you all reach out and uh, talk to us. So please keep doing that. Um, but today we're welcoming Sarah from Magdalene Design Co. And Sarah is a Squarespace web designer and helps business owners grow their businesses with strategic, beautiful websites. And we're so excited to have her because I feel like so many of us get stuck on the website part. So Sarah's going to fill us with lots of information today. So welcome, Sarah. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm pretty new. I actually started Magdalene Design Co. less than a year ago, but it has been an awesome adventure so far. So yeah, I design Squarespace websites for small business owners and entrepreneurs. So whether that is a brick and mortar business or an online entrepreneur, um, life coaches and things like that. So it has been really fun and diving into the strategy with each client is awesome. I um, recently made a little bit of a switch and I'm focusing more on selling website templates, but I still offer a website Mm. in a weekend package for um, custom designs. Oh, that is so awesome. How did you get into this? Like what brought you into the tech side of creativity? Yeah. So I did like the normal, went to college because that was what you were supposed to do. And then I started... at a law firm and it was horrible. And I was like, corporate life is not for me. And I was just thinking of all the jobs I could possibly have. And I was like, none of these sound good. And it just didn't click that being an entrepreneur and owning a small business was an option until another online entrepreneur, I like just kind of fell into her circle and she offers a Squarespace web design class, like how to become a web designer. And I was like, oh, I love designing Squarespace websites. I had done that for previous employers just as like a marketing person at jobs. And so I was like, oh, I could just do this. And so I just kind of went for it. I took the course and I just did it, which was awesome. That's cool. How Okay. So can I ask how you chose Squarespace versus the other 
websites? Yeah. So I designed on Squarespace when I worked at, um, uh, marketing or a pregnancy resource center as a marketer. Um, and so I just loved it when I did that. I just, mm-hmm. it was one of the first ones I found. And then I did more research. I just don't love designing on WordPress and it, it's a little more finicky and technical. So passing it off to clients, they're not able to edit them as well and make those tweaks. And so they have to be on retainer. And some people just want to be able to do it themselves. If it's a small, easy tweak, they just want to hop in and do it. Um, so that's one reason I really love Squarespace is it's easy for my clients to edit. Um, and for templates, it's easy for people to kind of customize their own site. And then it is mm-hmm. easy to optimize for SEO as well. Um, and it's just an all-in-one platform. So really easy to integrate things like email marketing and shops and whatever that may be. So I just Mm -hmm. like it for all of those Mm -hmm. reasons. Yeah, I can speak to that because I, well, if people have been listening for a while, I started on Etsy, but now I use Shopify. However, my social media based um, business, I use Squarespace and I actually, I, it was suggested by a friend. So that's just what I started with for that, but it has been very user friendly. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really do like it. It's and awesome. that's where I think I failed is because I got started in WordPress, WooCommerce, but and it, it is so like I've shed lots of tears over it. But I feel like I'm in a place where I've put so much into it. And so maybe you could answer this. Is it hard for people to switch over to Squarespace? Like, is it an user friendly thing to move platforms or is that hard? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I think it's fairly simple depending on your website and depending how many products you have. So I actually haven't transferred an e-commerce store to to Squarespace, so I'm not totally sure if there's a really easy way to just like click a button and it all transfers, you know, I, th- <laughs> right. I, th- I think there's some definitely some upfront work of transferring and rebuilding the website. Um, so it's not a, like a super simple fix, but I think, um, and it would but be hard. It's doable. If you had, it's doable. If you've put in a okay. lot of work already, um, there might be a lot to transfer, but then I think the upkeep's so much easier on Squarespace that it probably is going to be worth it. Um, mm-hmm. In my opinion, unless you're super like familiar and comfortable with WooCommerce at this point, you know, um, yeah, but no, I think Squarespace <laughs> is super easy for people to get the hang of. And then it's just mm-hmm. no headaches keeping it up, yeah. you know? Uh, and Jen, yes. for you, there is an inventory. So it's basically divided into the sections like Sarah's talking about of like email marketing. There's a spot for that. There's a spot for commerce. There's a spot for blogs. There's a spot for all these things. And so under the e-commerce tab is inventory. So you'd basically, I don't, there might be a way to like export or import it all in, but it would base, it would just be adding inventory individually. Okay. But once that was done, it's not like you have to code or anything or right. any of that. They make it easy. It's just getting it all on there, which maybe there you have a brother-in-law that might be able to write it out. <laughs> <laughs> but so it sounds like Square pa- Squarespace is a great place for entrepreneurs to start because it is like an all-in-one thing and easy to maintain. You don't have to be, you know, website knowledgeable to do it. Right. Yeah. There is basically zero code involved. So it's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. (laughs) Yeah. I really enjoy Squarespace. So let's talk about the website just in general. Um, Since you are a pro at that and so many of us who are creative, I feel like a lot of the tech side or the backend side 
is a pain in our butt. So let's, you talked about the homepage, about page, and what was the other thing you wanted to talk about? Landing pages. And landing pages. So walk us through all of those and like what's needed and what's helpful to have on it and how you can help us do that. Yeah. So I'll dive deep into the strategy of the homepage and the 10 things you need on your homepage to convert site visitors. And then I can touch on the about page and landing page as well. Um, So yeah, there's 10 things that every website should have regardless of industry. So when I started out with web design, I was hopping into like pre-existing websites and just realized how much they were lacking strategy. People that DIY them just kind of put what they think should go where and, you know, without really thinking about their ideal customer and what they need to know. And so just having an outline really helps people. So um, the first thing that you need on your website is a headline, um, obviously, but the way that you write your headline is super important. So you have um, 0.05 seconds is how much time you have to capture someone's attention on your website. Um, That part is primarily aesthetic. So you want to have a beautiful website. Um, And then the rest, you have half a second once they start reading. Um, So you want it to be very clear. Your headline should be really succinct. I have a um, free resource on my website about how to write a good headline. But basically, it should explain what you do very clearly and who you help. So that headline paired with a call to action button, a big call to action button, um, it should be very specific, nothing vague, like learn more. The button should say like shop now or (laughs) schedule a free consultation. Um, So yeah, vague call to actions are a no-go, very specific. Um, So that's the first thing you need. The second thing is to clearly list your products or services and their benefits. This one seems really obvious, but sometimes people kind of, you know, they, they know so well what they do. They just forget to mention it on their website in a really clear way. So what your products and services are and how they are going to benefit your ideal customer. The third thing that you need on your homepage is testimonials. Social proof is everything nowadays. Like when you're shopping on Amazon, you're always reading all the reviews, you know. And so in a similar way, you want to have that on your website and have the testimonials from previous clients or customers. The fourth thing that you need is to relate to your audience and hit on pain points. So this can look a lot of different ways depending on what you are selling, um, whether that's a product or a service. But a lot of times what that can look like is a before and after kind of snapshot of what your life looks like now versus what you want it to look like. So like if you sell candles, maybe like right now your house smells like poopy diapers and it is not a relaxing (laughs) place where you want to be is your home feels like a spa. It smells like one, you know? So just that before and after of like what your audience wants and hitting on those pain points there. Um, Jen's passed the diapers, but her house smells like teenage boys, which might be even worse. (laughs) I can imagine, especially if they play hockey or something. Yes. Yeah. So Donald Miller of StoryBrand talks about this, of there has to be a cost to not buying your product. Because if there is no cost, like why why should someone buy your product? And that can be as simple as like, your house is going to continue to smell like poopy diapers forever if you don't buy my candle. So, you know, something like that. Um, and if it's a service, that can be even easier um, to portray. The fifth thing is an email opt-in. Email marketing is not going anywhere and it is super helpful regardless of the industry you're in. So you need to have an opt-in somewhere on your homepage. 
I think they should also be in a pop-up. Those are controversial. Some people hate those, but the fact (laughs) is that they're effective. Um, So having a pop-up for your email opt-in and then maybe having it in the navigation as well. Um, The sixth thing is to have CTAs or call to actions everywhere. So once you figure out your primary cycle, if you're primary goal is to sell candles, you want to have buttons and links everywhere that says shop now, because when someone lands on your website, they might not be ready to hit that shop now button yet, but they're going to scroll down the website and they're going to get to know you and how you can help them better. And so at any point they might be ready to hit that shop now button. Um, So you just kind of want that all over your website. That's so good. I appreciate all these very practical examples Uh for candles. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, of course. Um, And then the next thing you want to have on your website is credentials or features. If you have any sort of like training or you have been featured anywhere, it kind of goes along with that social proof of like it shows that you are legitimate and you are an authority in that space. So for like myself, I haven't been in business too terribly long, so I don't have a ton, but I'm a Squarespace Circle member. And so that just shows that like I am a legitimate authority in this space. And like, or if you've been featured in a blog or something like that, those are really helpful. And that can be as simple as just popping those logos in the little bar on your website. The eighth thing is a mini about section. So a lot of people like to share their whole life story, like really high up on the website. But the fact is that people don't really care about you until they know how you can help them. And so having a small about section that isn't even like a list of fun facts about you that can come on it like the about page of your website, but your story as it relates to your audience or your offer. So if you have been through the same thing that your audience has been through, Um, share that in that mini about section. And it should be really succinct. It shouldn't be long. And then you can link to the about page where you can share a little bit more about yourself and have all those fun facts and tell them how much you love coffee. (laughs) So, um, so yeah. And then the ninth thing is an FAQ. Um, People are always going to have, you know, questions that you can't possibly answer and like everywhere on your website. So just having a small FAQ near the bottom of the page, is good um, just to get ahead of any questions or um, hesitation someone might have before buying your product or service. And then the final and last thing is professional photos. So if you are the face of your brand, you need to hire a brand photographer, or if you sell products to hire a product photographer, um, no iPhone photos or anything like that on your website. It really just helps to legitimize and make your website look a lot cleaner. So yeah, those are the 10 things you need on your website to convert site visitors. Oh my gosh, that was like a whole course in yeah. 30 <laughs> I like roll everything down like, oh my gosh, because what I find really helpful about this is I do feel like I have these in places on my website, but it makes so much sense hearing you say the action of the viewer as they're scrolling, like need to see all those things. Mm-hmm. And, and it makes sense why it needs to be there on the homepage. Yeah. And how she said to have call to actions everywhere because somebody might only need that first headline to be like, yes, I'm sold. Like I want that. Or it might take a few more steps for them to be like, oh yes, I need this. But there's always that call to action piece where the, okay, if they're on a time crunch and need to just buy, then they can press that button and don't have to scroll all the way to the bottom. Like uh, recipe pages when you're like, I just need the recipe. (laughs) Um, I love when it says jump to recipe. 
Click. Click. Like, I will do that. Um, so yeah, that was super helpful. So let's move to the about page. Yes. What do you want to share about the about page? The about page in a nutshell is again, not about you. So the about page, um, and I, I have blogs on all of these things. So if your listeners want to go and like, what did she say again? It's all written down in blogs on my Perfect. website, um, the about page and the homepage. And I think I have it on the landing page as well. Um, so, um, yeah, the about page in a nutshell is not about you. It is about your ideal customer, your, and your offer and how those benefit your ideal client. So you can share, like, again, you'll share something about yourself, um, but it won't be at the top of the about page. The about page will share the benefits of your offer and how it is going to improve the life of your ideal customer. Um, so that's really it when it comes to the about page and that can look a lot of different ways. Um, so yeah. And then at the bottom, I like to tell people that they can go ahead and bullet point all the fun facts about them. Um, because once people are interested in your product or service, they do like to put a face to the name. People do Mm -hmm. like to buy from people. And so like, if you love mac and cheese and they love mac and cheese, like that's just a fun thing. And then they'll start to remember you for brand recognition too. If you're constantly bringing up those things, like I know Jenna Kutcher is actually, she I was just going to say, was that a a Jenna Kutcher reference? (laughs) Yes. Yes. And so everyone's like, Jenna, like I'm having mac and cheese for let, you know, like doing something like that helps people, um, just kind of you know, your personal brand, it builds it up a little bit. Um, and then the landing page, I don't even have my blog in front of me. Sometimes I like, I have to like strategize it all out and, and write it down. And then off the top of my head, I'm like, what did I come up with again? (laughs) Um, but yeah, landing page is just for a really specific call to action. So on your homepage, you might have a few different buttons of like shop now or learn more about me or schedule a consultation call, but a landing page is for a very specific offer. So if you're selling a product, that landing page will be just for selling that specific product. Um, and so that will go over all the benefits of it. It will have like pictures of it being used and it just, it really depends on the, the product or the service of what that landing page is going to look like. Um, but ultimately it just is a deep dive into that product or service and what people need to know in order to feel comfortable buying it. So there's going to probably be a specific FAQ just for questions regarding that product or service. Um, and again, this on my website, there's a full list of all the things you should include on your landing page. Um, but yeah, that is the gist of it. So does each, okay. So back to the landing page, for some reason, landing pages confuse me, but so is that, so someone's clicking shop now the landing page is what it goes to or it's no so landing page is kind of a vague term so technically like any link lands to a landing page it's just the page you land on so I guess maybe the term I want to be using is sales page um for the specific product a landing page um I guess, can be a lot of different things. So if there's a specific product you want to really sell, um, then you would create a sales page for it. So then when you click um, explore this product, it would go to a landing page about that product, which is a sales page. So it's kind of confusing because there's so many terms that are kind of used interchangeably, but they have slight differences. Um, So yeah. Okay. Got it. 
So I hear I heard you say aesthetic matters because in point zero five seconds we have to decide if they're this person is on brand with us or not. Um, and so coming from someone that attempted to do my own site for my social media thing, I can tell people on the other end who are not tech savvy, like it was such a pain of trying to um you know, create all these pages and then make sure it fits where it needs to fit and all of that. And so I could not encourage people enough if you're, it's not your thing to reach out to Sarah um, because it was incredibly frustrating doing all just the little things to get it to fit. Um, but with that, can you talk about, you, you, you mentioned it, the website in a weekend package and maybe go into like what that looks like and what I guess what it entails. Yeah. So the website in a weekend, it is a super fast turnaround. A lot of times it takes like at least four to six weeks to create a website. Um, so what it looks like is once we have an initial consultation, um, and we decide we want to work together, I send the person a bunch of questionnaires to help get their brand down and to like figure out those site strategy, um, questions so that we can create a site map and, um, figure out what, vibe we want your website to have and just that it fits the brand of the person. Um, so from there, I will send a, um, a mock-up of the website or a design concept for them to approve on Saturday morning. And then we'll probably have a couple of video calls throughout the day um, just to make sure I'm on the right track, make some like live changes if they need it. Um, and then by Sunday evening, your website is complete and we do a training call of how to make those changes yourself, how to edit it yourself. And then you can launch. So super quick, but um, super fun. That, so that's like a done for you thing. Now, what about if it's somebody who's like, ah, uh, I think I can do it, but I really just need like a template or a, a design done for me that I can just fill in. Do you have those too? Yes, I do have templates on my website and they are made sp for specific industries. Like I have a website for photographers, a website for life coaches, um, but you can use them for any industry. You just have to tweak it a little bit because the strategy for every website is really similar. You might just have to figure out your, your site goal and change the call to action buttons, switch some sections around. Um, so you can use any of the templates regardless of the industry it was designed for. It just makes things a little bit easier if you get the template that was designed for your specific right. industry. <laughs> but um yeah. And then inside those templates, there's training videos, there's a launch and customized list. So, you know, you could just follow one, two, three, and you know what you need to do in order to launch. Um, so I might try to make it as easy as possible for people to DIY it. And then do you offer as well though, if, okay, so let's say someone's like, I just want you to do everything and maintain it. Do you do that too? Yeah. Like a retainer package. Yes, yeah. I do. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how, let's say someone book, uh, hires you and you make their website, how often does it need to change? In like terms of, of just, it? oh, in like terms pictures, of just aesthetics. Like how, how often do you think it pictures should be rotated out? Maybe wording. Is that yeah. like a yearly thing? 
I think it's, it really depends on you and your business. Um, I think brands usually like to do a refresh every two to three years, but you want to keep your copy fresh. Like, and if you're continuing to do, um, research on your ideal audience, like you might want to refresh your site, copy, uh, the words on your site. And you might want to add, if you have brand photos, um, it depends. Like if you, change your look a lot, you might want to change your brand photos um, <laughs> and at least update your brand photos maybe every every few years just because you do grow and change. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say to that. That's perfect. So you, this was so helpful and I know that everyone's going to benefit from it. And like I said in the intro, they know where to find you to reach out. We really appreciate when people come on and give us like free knowledge because we know that that's very, very worthwhile. And this will help so many people. But before we have you go, we've started asking everybody, what is the one, like in your mind, the one thing you've purchased for your working your own small business that you couldn't live without now? Oh, this is a good question. I would have to say HoneyBook. So definitely not everyone needs it, but for service providers, it has been a game changer. I love it. That's that's another Jenna Kutcher thing, right? Did you hear about it from her? I didn't, but no. I, so okay. many entrepreneur, <laughs> entrepreneurs. I mean, I love Jenna Kutcher, but yeah, so many entrepreneurs. I think use it. So yeah. So it's awesome. so honey, it's what is for it? like booking appointments, right? Yeah, book, yeah, booking and um, doing uh, contracts and proposals and things like mm-hmm. that, and then people can pay you through it. It just makes things really professional and clean and easy. So is it like a subscription you pay for, or how did you buy it? Yes. It's It's a subscription. It's a monthly, I think it's like $10 a month or something. So. Okay. It is nice. Things like that are so worth it. I feel like just when they they already have the system built and you just put your stuff in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Super easy. Especially we're like reminders to clients of we have a meeting coming up and it's like doing that manually just takes brain power to switch from one thing to another. So yeah, it just makes life simpler. Well, we appreciate you coming on, Sarah, so much because this is just going to help so many people. And we really hope a lot of people reach out to you and follow you on social media because I was glancing at your social and you give out um, lots of information that will help tons of small business owners all the time. So thank you so much for coming on. It was so nice to meet you virtually. Yes. Thank you both. This was so fun. Thanks for coming on. Bye, Sarah. Jen, that was seriously so helpful. It was. I like sat there and wrote down everything. Because I'm going to go look at my website yeah. and try to apply. It was similar to like Lisa yeah. from She Soars, like super practical advice that yes. we can all go do. Well, and right now with whatever, when she says copy, she means what you're actually writing on the site. And all of those keywords will probably help the SEO. So it kind of right. like intermingles. This reminded me a lot of like what I had, because obviously I have a product-based business, but now my social media is more service-based. And so... You you definitely do all of that for the service-based side, but you forget on the product side, people still want to know who you are, how, how you can help mm-hmm. them, why they should invest in your product. So it's helpful to remember, like, this isn't just for service. This is products too. Oh, yeah. Because people, I feel like, because especially in the candle industry, there are so many candle makers, but I think people start to like the actual candle maker. So for like me, people get to know my story and like how I show up in the world. And then mm-hmm. that attaches them to the candle. So I definitely think even product, product-based product businesses, you should be 
well, as much as you're comfortable with, like a story brand really mm-hmm. does like, cause it, it's people selling to people. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. And now I'm like, my brain is reeling of, of putting this into practice. I'm with you. I'm probably oh going to go on too. my site. I need to just <laughs> dedicate a day this week to just look at the site and do this, which this is a perfect time, middle of summer when everyone's a little bit slower before mm-hmm. the back to school rush to really, it's almost like a January month. Like they, you know, the J months are slower. Right. So right. it is a great time to like go to your site and revamp a ton of this before you start. Our busy season is going to start in September. So right. it's really good to, to make sure all the back end is looking right and feeling right. And hopefully some people will reach out to her to help them with their website. I wish I had known or about you- her when I started my social site. Cause that was, I would stay up till such so late at night and just be so frustrated. Cause you have to create elements like, and then put them on the site and it can get very. Oh daunting. yeah. I cry over my website all the time. So I, I I thought Sarah was really helpful. I love I'm going to go to her blogs. She said she had where she talks about a lot yeah. of this stuff in depth and start I like that she said like freshen up your copy cuz that's something I haven't thought of is now my regular customers they're seeing that all the time. So mm-hmm. it would be good to like even freshen up my headline or mm-hmm. my tagline or whatever. So Yeah, I'm going to go grab that. her free resource of how to how to write a headline, a good grabbing mm-hmm. headline. So I'm going to go grab Me that. Too. And I'm just so thankful that people like her come on and share their expertise, not just their story, but like actually give away free information um, mm-hmm. because it makes you realize, yeah, we're not alone at all. Like we can all do this together. Even when you can't, if you can't hire Sarah, if you're not in a place yet where your business can hire her, how amazing that she would give away like free tips to right to do it right thanks for coming on sarah we appreciate it and we will see all of y'all next time join in the conversation by following us on instagram at at underscore small business sisters make sure to introduce yourself because we love to follow and support other small businesses and if you love the podcast we would absolutely be so grateful if you subscribe and leave us a review Every positive review helps other small business owners to find us. Remember, don't do life alone. We're better together.